Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story involving getting somebody to quit their job. But first, you're mad that I shaved my head? Alright, I'll make sure to never shave again. Earlier last year, my family decided to throw me a surprise sweet 16 birthday party which all of our extended family members were invited to. Among those invited was my aunt who we'll call Carol, who's known in our family to be super conservative, unlike her husband who tends to be more open-minded than her. Though to be quite frank, the bar was on the floor. Since it was my sweet 16th, I decided to try out something new in regards to my appearance I've always wanted to do but never quite got the chance to, that being shaving my head. Little note, my aunt has always admired and complimented my long hair, mostly due to the fact that it heavily resembled the way she wore her hair when she first met my uncle in the 70s. So you can only imagine the expression on her face when she saw me walk into the room with a buzz cut. And so, over the course of the party, while I got many weird looks from my more conservative family members, none were as fierce as my aunt's. She'd continuously made passive-aggressive remarks in regard to my new hair, or rather, lack thereof. I tried my best to laugh them off, but with the thing she was saying slowly getting a lot lighter on the passive part and a lot heavier on the aggressive bit, it kept getting harder to do so. When my birthday party eventually came to a close, As we were saying all of our goodbyes, instead of bidding farewell like everyone else, Carol, now with her composure nowhere near in sight, starts berating both me and my parents for letting me shave my oh-so-precious hair off, saying how a woman like me should never even as much as hold a razor anywhere near her hair. Cue malicious compliance. It took all of my willpower not to lash back out at her, but I somehow managed to hold myself back and in the middle of her yelling, it's like a light bulb lit up in my head. And so, taking her advice, I swore to not shave any of my body hair until the next time I saw her, which wasn't long since Thanksgiving was not too far away, and with that, the next three to four months were not only a delight not having to worry about shaving, I did everything in my power to make my leg and arm hair grow faster. You could name any method for hair growth, and I guarantee I've tried it. When Thanksgiving finally rolled around the corner, I made sure to pick out some clothes that revealed most of my arms and legs to piss her off even more. As I came up to meet Carol, the expression that washed up on her face can only be described as an unholy mix of both disgusted and horrified. Before I could even get within two feet of her, she quickly rushed to the bathroom with her hands over her mouth. After what seemed like an eternity of painfully fake retching sounds, she finally exited the bathroom and started loudly screaming at me about how I look like a man and how me letting myself go had literally made her sick to her stomach, also making sure to compare me to big hairy animals while she was at it. Slowly a crowd formed around us, embarrassed by his wife, My uncle forcefully dragged Carol away by her hand and out the door as everyone in the room froze up a bit. 
Since then, my uncle has profusely apologized to me, and my aunts insisted on not appearing at any family gatherings if I were there. And in the not-so-off chance that Cousin L happens to be reading this, I'm so sorry you have such crappy parents, girl. How about stop worrying about other people's hair choices and worry about yourself? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, want access to all employee emails? Enjoy your smoking device then. This wasn't that big of a deal, but even after years, I still find it funny. This happened years back when I was working as an IT for a relatively large engineering company. Around five to six branches in our place. It was a great workplace. This was a family-owned business, and since it was funded using the father's, let's call him Richard, money, he was given the VIP privilege. Basically, everything he requests should be done without consideration, even if it screws up the process, yada yada. Everyone in the office, and most of the people on other sites, people getting transferred to other sites for managerial positions, or to fill up any vacant positions frequently, knows this, and would constantly talk about him and his unrealistic demands. Like, one time, he requested to have access to all user emails since he fears sabotage from resigning and terminated employees, and wants their login info to be sent to him on an Excel sheet. This was declined, of course. Richard is also known for being an alcoholic, drinking as early as 4am inside his office, and would lash out at anybody when drunk. The IT guys were the common target for his lashing out, since it's unavoidable that employees experience issues with their device, and would tell us that, this should not be happening. Why are we even paying you for this? I was on the middle of my 30-day notice when we received an email from Richard asking for all shared emails to be delegated to him, aside from those to whom he already has access. All 12 of them. In case you're not familiar with Outlook, Emails are stored locally in a file inside your device. The more accounts you have access to, the more storage space consumed. Even when there's a max storage of 50 gigabytes for these files, you can alter the maximum up to 300 gigabyte, but we never do this. Well, we did it once for him. Our team has gone to the lengths of convincing him not to do it, since it would consume a freak ton amount of space on his device and we could delegate to him the emails he needs at the moment instead, then delegate some more later if a need arises, basically saying his request is unnecessary. But nah, he wants them now, he wants them fast, and he wants them stored inside since he wants to look at the emails even without the internet on. Since we realized there was no convincing Richard about the risks, malicious compliance knocked on the door, asked to be let in, and pooped on the floor. All shared folders were delegated to him, having around 20 to 30 gigabytes of emails and attachments each, configured to automatically download and be saved locally. The next day, we got a request to procure another laptop for Richard. Turns out while the emails were syncing, it got to a point where his storage was bottoming up. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The device was starting to freeze a lot, and whenever he tries to delegate other files just to make up available space, it would get replaced by the emails that are being synced in. He got so frustrated that he punched a hole in the screen. It's safe to say we were asked to revert what we did the day prior and set up his new device. Very nice event before I left the company. When somebody gets high enough and they have some bad ideas and they are adamant about it, sometimes you just have to give them what they want and allow them to experience for themselves why that was a terrible idea to begin with. Maybe that's how people like this get through to the top positions without nepotism. They have these unrelenting demands, and maybe if they're given those demands, they actually end up working out, and they look great, and they fall upwards until they can't fall upward any higher. Our next story is, HQ Hotshot demands people work on the clock, and they do. Our working time in the company ends at 4pm. I work here for the fourth year, and since my first day, it was normal that people clock out at 4 o'clock. Guys on the production floor usually shut down their machines at around 3.30, clean the station and go to showers, and change into normal clothes ready to clock out at 4. Recently, we got a new factory manager from an HQ. Dang, how he flipped when he found out the people stopped working 30 minutes early to clean their stations and change clothes. He called a big meeting and told us middle guys to tell people that 4pm is not the time to leave, but to stop working. Thinking being smart, he overlooked the rule that employees clock out only when leaving the building, the company rule for safety reasons. Basically, it means that the only unpaid thing in our work is smoking, because smoking is allowed only outside of the compound. The past three weeks, people were turning off machines at 4pm and taking their sweet time to clean the workplace and hit the showers, usually making 40-60 to minutes of overtime per day. Today, the new manager found out that over 100 people will have 20-hour overtimes and has to dish out 40000 extra on salaries. While there's not enough production work to cover it because all of the machine cleaning and showering was done past regular clocks and can't be counted towards production but as utility hours, which employees were generous enough before to fit them into regular hours thanks to filling daily goals a bit early. The new HQ hotshot was now running around the compound, trying to find how to justify why suddenly under his command, the company needed 2,000 extra man hours when for over 10 years, it never did. Now, I don't know what happened to the old factory manager, but you gotta hate when things seem to be running really well, a new manager comes in and they come in guns firing thinking they're going to be this big guy to come in here and make some change and improve productivity. It's like all of these businesses that are doing extremely well, but have to continue increasing profits. They're going to come in here trying to make some big ideas and dreams happen and just burn the whole place down. Look at something like Netflix introducing ads to try and increase profits. I'm sure that's definitely going to increase their bottom line. Our next story is no paid overtime? No worries. 
I have a mate who drives milk tankers from farm to farm and then drops the milk off at a milk processing plant. He works under an award agreement with set pay conditions. They recently got a new manager. Recently they've been short staffed and each day they did about 2 hours of overtime. Come payday, my friend asks the boss where's the overtime pay. He gets the reply, we don't pay overtime anymore. My friend replies, sure, but remember, I don't work for free. The next day it comes knockoff time, and my friend's about an hour from the milk plant with a full load of milk. He pulls up the truck on the highway and calls his boss, and the conversation goes like this. Hey boss, since you don't pay overtime, I've left the truck at this location with the keys in it. See you tomorrow. The boss says, what? You can't do that. They say, yeah, I can, as you don't pay any overtime, and I don't work for free. So, see you tomorrow. And then he hangs up. 30 seconds later, the boss says, we'll pay you the overtime plus what we owe you if you get back in the truck. He says the new boss is much more compliant these days. Honestly, even if it was a good, well-paying job, I feel like most people would do exactly what happened here. Imagine getting to the end of your regular shift hours and they say, no, you gotta keep on going for at least another hour. By the way, we're not gonna pay you for it. Who, except the lowliest of people who need the money desperately, are going to stick through that kind of abuse? This next story is, oh, so you quit. This happened to me a few years back. I was a team lead for some big folks at a big ISP. Basically, we took the orders that sales made and provisioned circuits to facilitate the customer's needs. We had a guy we'll call Ginger. He was overly dramatic and very hot-headed. When we got orders, they were assigned round-robin style unless they were specific customers that only me or another senior guy handled. This meant sometimes I'd be skipped because my customer orders came directly to me. Ginger was after me in the assignment order and he would get mad if he got two in a row. Each order took two or three minutes to process, so getting an extra was no big deal. Ginger was in a special mood one day and I got like 15 orders from my assigned customers. This meant Ginger kept getting orders and the perception was I didn't get any. So he gets order number 3 and says, that's it, I'm out of here, and leaves. The manager was less than thrilled but was out on vacation the next day and says, let me know if he comes back tomorrow. Tomorrow, Ginger's back and in a worse mood. I walk over to him and tell him the boss is out and I'm filling in. I've got a bunch of new orders, so he's getting everything new that comes in. He tells me if he gets too many, he'll quit. I say acknowledged. It happens. Five or so orders later, that's it, I quit, and he storms out. I call the boss and tell him. He says, I'm on vacation, take care of it. Yes, boss. I contact HR, tell them he quit without notice, and walked out. In a few minutes, his badge, access, email, etc., are all turned off. The next day, he's arguing with security about his badge not working. I walk up and say, Hey, Ginger, I didn't expect to see you here. He says, My freaking badge doesn't work. I say, Yeah, that happens when you quit and walk out. You aren't an employee here anymore. I nod to the security guy as I badge in and get on the elevator. I wonder what happened to Ginger sometimes. This guy got everything that was coming to them. If the work's too much for you, quit. And then stick to it when you actually quit. You can't just say, I'm quitting, go home early, and expect to just keep having early shift ends. That said, our final story of the day is Mathlicious Compliance. I teach during my day job. What many don't know is what I do in the in-between to make ends meet. 
I tutor at students' houses, and on occasion I pick up a couple of adjunct facility teaching gigs at the neighboring community college. The stories about my experience at this Arizona community college and marks my very first malicious compliance at this campus. Rarely am I the recipient of some malicious compliance, but here we go. So I'm teaching a bunch of adults at the community college, but it honestly feels like teaching high school. Most of the people in this class, despite being college students, truly lack any of the mathematical foundations necessary to, well, even survive in a normal adult life. That's why this class exists and why MAT092 Introductory Algebra is offered to hundreds of students. I'm one of six professors who teach this course. I put it in quotation marks because I feel like, despite having a degree in higher education, teaching this course doesn't earn me that term. Maybe I'm undervaluing myself, wouldn't be the first time. So anyway, where were we? Struggling peeps, rambling teacher? Alright. So after I assuage their math anxiety, I start introducing them to some real-world scenarios that could be shown in slope-intercept form, like gym memberships with a one-time sign-up fee, a lake that loses X amount of feet in depth consistently over time, etc. After I have students successfully identify the slope and intercepts of various situations, I then have them create some of their own scenarios. Now, this is a college course. So regardless of my level of content, I need to establish some clear learning targets, objectives, and establish a clear rubric for my students to follow to allow for a grading system with maximum clarity. I tell the students the components of the rubric and explain that they need to have a slope and intercept with the situation they create. As I was grading them, I couldn't help but notice one particular student who had their scenario of how many calories I'm supposed to eat every day with the equation written, however sloppily, y equals 2000x. I gave the student a markdown for not having an intercept. The next time class occurs, the student asks why I marked them down for the assignment. I told them he didn't have an intercept, so I marked it down. Mathlicious compliance has entered the classroom. She hits me back with a, I thought you said that with the equations, there's always an intercept even if that intercept is zero, right? I can't argue with that. No, literally, I can't. She got full credit. Now I'm feeling like DJ Khaled, because in the long run, I just played myself. See, OP is a good professor because I feel like we've all had these experiences in class sometime where there is clearly a technicality that makes them absolutely right and the teacher still says, no, it's wrong, it's too technical. They were right, and OP gave them proper credit. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome story of malicious compliance, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.